The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my new friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Where's my rifle? Where's my gun? This is for fighting. This is for fun. Firearms Friday. Oh, baby. Firearms Friday. Your chance to sound off on issues of a... Second Amendment nature right here on the Michael Duke Show. Welcome to the program and good morning to you. Oh, man. We got some much needed rain here in the South Central area yesterday, and uh, it's cloudy and cool this morning. Uh, apparently, we're not going to get much more rain here uh, in South Central. And poor Fairbanks, you guys up there. Oh, man. Uh, all the way up into Anderson and Clear, and uh, what a hot mess up there. Uh, fingers crossed that you guys uh, uh, see some of that wet stuff here in the next couple of days, because uh, it was sure nice. It was sure nice to be able to uh, uh, to uh, see some of that that rain come down and feel the coolness and everything else. So it's fingers fingers crossed for all you folks up there. Um, all right. Well, welcome to the program for Friday. Uh, Firearms Friday, of course, is the one day a week we dedicate to the Second Amendment and to discussion of firearms and gun rights and uh, and everything else. And uh, we're ready to do it today. Now, normally uh, on the uh, uh, normally on the second Friday <clears throat> of the month, we have uh, our friend Chris Chang join us uh, from Top Shot. Top Shot Chris Chang. Uh, unfortunately, today he had to bow out, so there goes my guest for today. Uh, well, no. We got Willie Waffle coming up at the end of the show today. But that means that we've got uh, 90 minutes of me and you hanging out, talking about gun stories, talking about the laws and the issues surrounding the Second Amendment, the history of it, and everything else. And so that's what we have today. It's just me and you, and then we finish up the show uh, at the end of hour two with Willie Waffle from WaffleMovies.com. So we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. That's where we're going. That's where we're going right now. Um, don't forget that you can uh, join us uh, today, especially in the chat room uh, over on uh, Facebook or YouTube. Uh, we simulcast the show every morning on uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And so you can join us on any of those platforms and uh, participate in the, the conversation in the chat room. And you just got a little bit of a community in there. And it's kind of nice to hang out and chat. And especially during the commercial breaks, we get a chance to talk about stuff uh, that uh, you don't hear on the radio. So if you want to want to be part of that, then that's, that's a good place to be. Um, you'll notice if you are in the chat room this morning, you'll notice that... Uh, I got the first batch of swag back. It's not all in here yet, but I did get the first batch, and I got my brand new 6 o'clock club t-shirt. 
that I'm wearing this morning, the Michael Duke Show 6 O'Clock Club t-shirt, which uh, turned out rather nice, I think. I mean, I'm kind of excited about it. Look at that. That's uh, uh, for you folks on the radio. you got to imagine it. It's a beautiful t-shirt. All right. <clears throat> so... Uh, pretty excited about uh, pretty excited about that, and uh, looking forward to a good show today. Uh, one of the things that we like to do on Friday, because Friday is all about demystifying the firearm. It's about it's about counteracting some of the false narrative that we hear from the news media and the entertainment industry and everything else. Um, and uh, and again, demystifying the firearm. Uh, we've often said that you know I- ignorance breeds fear. Um, you know, if, if you have never used some form of dangerous power tool, you're obviously a little leery of using it the first time you do. Um, or maybe you're just afraid to touch it sometimes, uh, you know. And But with a little training, with a little education, with a little practice, uh, you could become a fantastic woodworker, you know. And still use a, a table saw or a band saw or, uh, you know, a chainsaw or other any other kind of saw. That, you know, all these power tools that could injure you or others if used incorrectly. Um, and that's what we try and do with firearms because a firearm is a tool like any other. Uh, is it dangerous? Yes, potentially it is. And uh, it is easy to uh, uh, it is easy to learn how to use it in a reliable and responsible way. Um, and once you have the proper information, everything becomes a little less scary. Everything becomes a little less intimidating. And so that's really the whole point of Firearms Friday is to talk about those things and to, again, get ahead of the power curve of a lot of the <clears throat> talking heads in the media and, uh, you know, your nightly news and the cable outlets and everything about who just a lot of times just putting out blatant. Uh, I mean, falsehoods, uh, in, inaccurate information. I don't want to say they're lying uh, intentionally, but sometimes it, it, sometimes it's so wrong. You're like, did you not even do a five minute search on the internet to figure out what that meant before you started, you know, spouting off at the mouth about it? Because you, you, you have no idea what you're talking about. But we see a lot of misinformation uh, being portrayed in the news, and have for a year. That was actually one of the reasons why we started doing a single uh, weekly segment on firearms, which is because there's a whole slew of people, uh, you know, in the media and in the talk who just have they have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, whether it's the technical aspects of firearms, whether it's the lawful aspects of firearms. Um, they just, they, they have no idea and they just say stuff that is absolutely untrue. And so that's what we're here to do. We're here to demystify and get the firearm up and ready to go. Um, that also includes what we like to call our gun Q and a segment, which is the question and answers all of it surrounding firearms. So, uh, we like to open up the firearms chat early on uh, Fridays, and we're going to do so today. I see that we already actually have one phone number, phone call rather, in the chat room or in the phone room already. Uh, but <clears throat> we're going to officially open it up this morning, 
And all you got to do is call the Satellite West call-in line at 907-433-3150, paid for by our friends over there at Satellite West. You can find out more about them at SatelliteWest.com. They're bringing you this hour of the program. Uh, and go over there, and any question related to firearms is fair game. I mean, and the motto of the program is that there is no such thing as a dumb gun question. I mean, it could be as simple as, which end does the flash come from? I mean, we'll tell you. It may seem like a silly question to somebody, but you know what? Knowledge. We need to impart knowledge. We need to impart wisdom. We need to make sure that we're not making people feel ignorant in the way that we answer the questions. I mean, that's just that's that's what this whole thing has been about for 15 years. I guess we've been doing Firearms Friday for 15 years. Um, that's what this whole thing is about: is knowledge and passing it on, and educating and demystifying and get. We want to encourage people to be part of the gun culture, and so this show is not necessarily for you if you're already pro-gun. I mean, you'll. You're going to enjoy it, you know. If you're anti-gun, probably not going to change your mind. Uh, you know, you're probably pretty set in your ways. This show is directed to the people who are kind of in the middle of the road. Not pro-gun, not anti-gun, but kind of gun curious. Kind of gun curious. Um, <clears throat> and uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of stuff. But first and foremost, since I opened up the phone line and somebody's already on the phone, um, it would be rude not to jump over there and start there before I get into my news stories for today. So let's do that, shall we? 907-433-3150, the Satellite West call in line uh, over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yeah, Buenos Dias, Mike. This is Brady from Las Vegas. Hey, Brady, what's on your mind today? Hey, um, since it's any, any any topic on my mind, I am I couldn't believe it when I was reading RT yesterday and what Vlad said and what he warned the United States and all the other ones that are in the G7, the dumb ones just like Boris Johnson, absolute idiots in the G7. And he warned them, if you keep seizing my assets and my ships and blocking everything, I'm going to go into Alaska and take Alaska back. And I was joking about that probably two months ago, but actually he's very serious and he's fed up with these idiots in our government that are giving AK 47s to the neo-Nazi grannies in the Ukraine. I do not support the Ukraine one bit. I'm sick of the narrative that Russia is bad and Ukraine is great. They can go to hell for all I care for Ukraine. Go to hell. Okay. Well, let me tell you something, Brady. Let me, let me tell you this. Good luck taking Alaska back. First of all, we bought it fair and square for $57 million. Okay. There's a, there's a copy of the check sitting in the, in the, in the check register there, $57 million. And if you think you had a hard time with Ukraine, good luck with Alaska. Okay. Good luck. That's not going to happen, Brady. Uh, he can, he can rattle his saber all he wants. He can do whatever he wants. Not only are we much more uh, well-armed than the average Ukrainian, we don't have the infrastructure of roads and everything else. I'd like to see him try and bring the uh, the uh, the column across the tundra from the landing on the Bering Sea somewhere and trying to bring it in. Good luck with that. Good luck. Thank you for your call, 433-3150, 433-3150. Um, is the uh, phone number here 
yeah, I mean, I saw them rattling. The, the, it actually made a, a – somebody sent me a link last night. That actually they made a – there was a billboard. Billboard started going up in Russia after they said uh, – I'm looking – sorry, I'm looking for the uh, – I'm looking for the news story. Uh, yeah, Newsweek. Alaska is ours, says Russia, after their threat to reclaim it. Alaska is ours. Um. Yeah. Good luck, man. Good luck with that. Let me know how that works out for you. We we got uh, we we got your we got your we got your stuff right here. Uh, it, it you know they would have to yeah exactly they would have to build roads to invade. We might finally get the road to Nome. You're right, Barbara. We might finally get that road to Nome if Russia invaded, but they'd have to build it. You know. Uh. Anyway, it's uh. It, it, yeah, I mean, keep pumping that pump, Brady, for whatever reason you you know want to. But yeah, I uh, I, I would just want to say he he thought he's he thought he bit off more than he could chew in Ukraine. Good luck with that. I mean, we're not a bunch of what did you say neo Nazi grannies? We're not a bunch of neo Nazi grannies. We're red blooded Americans who hate communism and totalitarianism. And uh, we're armed, and we're not uh, we're not patient. So there you go. <laughs> I was right. It wasn't. It was in. Thank you, Jim. He corrected me. It wasn't fifty-seven million. It was in nineteen fifty-seven, and it was seven million dollars is what they paid. They paid. Uh, thank you, Jim. I was. I was a faux pas, wasn't it? It was in nineteen. It was in nineteen. Nineteen fifty-seven was the. St- more coffee. Seven million dollars. Fifty-seven was statehood. Seven million dollars. <laughs> wow. Anybody can do this show. Anybody can do this show. It was seven million dollars that they paid for Russia, and statehood was in 1957. Whew. Thank you. That's all I need this morning. Uh, all right, we're coming up on the break, but I've got one more. I got one more call here. I got one more call. Do I have time? I'll take the time. We'll go over here and run into it. Let's go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, Mike. This is Charlie down Homer. I don't have quite as exciting a thing as uh, <laughs> Brady had there. But anyway, I just wanted to point out as how two-faced the politicians and the media are with the way they talk about firearms and in the way they act. I was watching national news last night with Lester Holt. He was interviewing Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City, and he asked, Holt asked Adams if New York was a dangerous city. And Adams said, oh, no, it's not a dangerous city. It's a good city. Everything's fine here. And then they went out for a walk around the city, and I counted at least four armed security guards walking with Eric Adams and Lester Holt oh, were sure. walking down the streets of New York City. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, I thought that was kind of kind of interesting. That it's not a dangerous city, but you need to have four armed, armed guards walking with you. And they were obviously well trained people because they were they were scoping everything out pretty good. Right. And then the other one that I thought was pretty interesting was uh, down in Georgia was uh, Stacey Abrams, the uh, woman who tried to run for uh, governor down there but uh, lost. And she reported the other day she spent. $465,000 for armed security for herself while she's been uh, down there. So it's it just, you know, people shouldn't have guns, but 
Except for people us. like them should have right trained security guards it, around them all the time. Well, exactly. <laughs> so that's, anyway, just I yeah. thought it was kind of interesting contrast. Well, that is interesting, Charlie, and you're right. I mean, that's the Michael Bloomberg. Nobody should have guns. He's surrounded by guys with sunglasses and submachine guns under their coats all day long. So nobody should have guns except for me is what he's basically saying. Nobody should have guns except for those that can afford to pay for hired armed security. Uh, and, I, yeah, I love that whole idea. No, oh, no, New York is absolutely safe. I've talked to a lot of people who have been to New York, and uh, I guess it always depends on what part of New York you're in, but there's plenty of them who've said, yeah, I didn't really feel safe all the time. It was like my head was on a swivel all the time trying to, you know, make sure that I was safe. But, yeah, oh, yeah, it's totally safe. Here with my arm, forearm guards, I'm safe everywhere I go. The average citizen, maybe not so much. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Good point, Charlie. I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you bringing it up. Thank you for sharing your thoughts this morning. All right. Now that I've totally fumbled through the, I mean, 1959 was statehood. Thank you, Lynn. 1867 was the time that they. Too many numbers this morning, man. Seven million dollars was what they paid for it. Jim saved me on that one. God save me for not. I didn't have any coffee this morning. That's what we're going to blame it on. Uh, it's actual truth. I didn't have any coffee this morning. And uh, so we'll we'll blame it on that and then move on. Google is your friend, Dukes. Google is your friend. All right. Uh, we're going to continue <clears throat> the Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We're leaving the lines open at 907-433-3150. I was told there would be no math. I should write that into my contract with myself. I was told there would be no math in the morning. Back with more right after this. What is that? Common Sense. Regularly heard on American radio. Seven million. Thank you. Two cents an acre. I've got 57... Oh, baby, my head hurts. <laughs> I was feeling so good about this morning, too, until I... Anyway, I was a little rattled by the whole Brady thing anyway. Um, I mean, I love his enthusiasm. I finally had to block him from uh, Facebook. He, he's not, he can't participate on the page anymore in the live streams because I got sick of all the commentary on... Russia and Jews and everything else. Nazis. Um, anyway, it's one of the few times I've ever blocked anybody from the show page, even people I disagree with. But sometimes that stuff is, uh, it gets a little crazy. All right. I need more beard curler. I need some beard curler. I had no, uh, I had no, uh, no coffee at all this morning. I got up a little late, and so I didn't have my normal wake-up cycle, and uh, I didn't have time to make coffee. And uh, so, yeah, so that's what it's all about. Saw a Facebook post about a loony on New York City subway terrorizing the passengers, yanks one woman's hair while all the males avoid the deranged passenger. Mm, that's a lack of manhood right there. That's all I'm saying. I would not stand by while some guy yanked some woman's hair in the subway. That's probably why I don't live in New York, because my wife would be like, honey, don't, 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 don't. Um, New York mayor feels unsafe on the subway. 
Uh, all right. Lynn is in there. Jim is in there helping me up here. Would that be enough? We could sell Alaska to Putin and split the money. Would that be enough funds to enable the legislature to make our state government sustainable? Asking for a friend. Your kids could make. You think my kids are up at five o'clock in the morning? Come on, Chris. Let's get serious. Let's get serious for a moment. That's never happening. My kids are, you know, the homeschoolers, they get up in the morning, but it just, what is your definition of morning? So anytime before 10 a.m.? Because they definitely ain't getting up at 5 a.m. I tell you that for nothing. Uh, although my uh, my oldest son is very good about the first thing he does when he gets up is he, he boils a, a fresh pot of coffee. So uh, <clears throat> he is pretty good about that. I cannot complain uh, about that at all. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah, here's this story. If you didn't see this story, I had to chuckle when I, when I uh, saw the headline. Uh, this is the uh, story that appeared in Newsweek that uh, that after the Vladimir suggested that we should reclaim the territory, they sold fair and square. We sold it to you, but now we're going to try and steal it back, which, I mean, good, good luck. <laughs> the good luck. Oh. <laughs> uh, um. The spokesperson for a Krasnozyark company named Alaska, which reportedly manufactures trailers, soon claimed responsibility for putting all the billboards up uh, in the comments. The spokesperson explained that the company's director was very patriotic and had decided to show that we are for patriotism by placing the billboards around the city. We've <laughs> gone totally mad. Totally, totally Mad. <laughs> uh, just I again. I want to see what. But uh, uh, I, I, oh, what do they said? Deputy Speaker of the Duma, which is their state legis their national legislature, uh, also reportedly said that uh, they should be that we should hold a referendum here in Alaska. There should be a referendum held by Alaska residents to join to vote on joining Russia. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, oh God! Uh, I've got a line on hold, and I've got to get back to it. I was going to get the i I was going to get to the thing. Where? Here we go. Don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty based. For I hold a referendum in Alaska. <laughs> Here we go. So I was actually just reading this story. I mean, this is Firearms Friday related because freedom, baby. Um, but this story in Newsweek about the billboards in Russia saying Alaska is ours. It turns out that there's a company in the city where these popped up named Alaska. The name of the city is Alaska. The name of the uh, company, rather, is Alaska. It manufactures trailers. And the so they were Alaska trailers. Um, and they the 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 
owner was patriotic and wanted to show support, blah, blah, blah. But the most interesting thing is is that in the uh, in the Duma, which is their version of Congress, um, they, you know, there's some quotes out there. Let America always remember there's a piece of territory, Alaska, when they try to manage our resources abroad. Let them think before they act that we, too, have something to take back. Well, first of all, there's no there's no backseas. You can't take it back because we paid for it fair and square. Second of all, I then they then quote another deputy speaker of the Duma, uh, Piotr uh, Tolstoy, who also le- reportedly proposed that a referendum be held for Alaskan residents to vote on joining back with Russia. <laughs> you imagine how that vote would go? <laughs> Good luck. Good luck with that. We'll hold a vote. We'll hold a vote. Oh, my gosh. It is just, uh, it's hysterical. Anyway, um, let's get back to it. Uh, I've got other stories, and I do have phone calls. Uh, so we'll continue on with that, taking uh, phone calls today for gun Q&A. Uh, that is gun question and answer. Anything is firearms related. We'd love to uh, see what you have to say about it. Let's go over to the phones back here and see what you have to say. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Terry. Hello, Terry. Where Hello? Are you? Hi, Terry. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from North Pole. All right, Terry. What's on your mind? I have a question for you. Um, are you from Alaska? Were you born and raised in Alaska? Yes, ma'am. Third generation. My grandmother was born here in Alaska. And you said that Alaska was sold for $7 million? $7 million. That, no, no, it's seven point two million. And if you were born and raised here, you would know that. Okay. And also, you should know that. And if you don't know that, now you do know that. Uh, now I know. And also, um, about now you know. It was, and now also, uh, I have another something else for you. Okay, Terry. Uh, when it comes to our teachers here in Fairbanks. When it comes to what in Fairbanks, you're breaking up. We appreciate. Wait a second. When it comes to what in we Fairbanks. We appreciate. When it comes to our teachers here teachers. in Fairbanks okay. and North Pole, we, we really appreciate them. Homeschooling, do what you want. But as far as our public schools, we've had them here forever. Children need that kind of social environment. They don't need to be stuck home like they've been for years, the last few years. So, you, you know, you can rant and rave about homeschool this and homeschool that. No, they need that social entanglement with their other students, and you're, it's fun to go to school. And if you, and I'm sure that you went to public. You're school. assuming. I don't think you were homeschooled. You you're assuming that homeschooled children are not doing social things that they're not. I'm not getting, assuming anything. I'm I'm assuming that you're always that, saying, "Well, homeschool your children, go to private schools, do this, take that federal money." You know what? Forget that. If you're an American citizen, your children should go to public school there there's really good schools here all over alaska and uh-huh. you should know that uh-huh. and also uh, there's another thing uh-huh. also there's something else i'm full of it this morning and i'm going to tell it to you okay also about your gun they're not trying to take your guns away from you they're trying to take certain guns away from people so there is a mass murder there probably will still be murders but i'll tell you what it won't be a mass like you're talking about so quit trying to push that. Your gun rules, people don't care if you have guns. I don't care if you have a gun. Protect yourself, yes. But when it comes to them AR-15s, you, what person in the right mind needs one of them? Well, let me ask you a, qu- let me, let me ask you a question, Terry. 
Um, how many, you know, of all the, the, the murders and everything else, I mean, speaking of guns, we could break down everything you said here, but speaking of guns, what are the guns that you think that caused, that caused the most harm? Um, I mean, are you thinking that the AR-15 is somehow the biggest murder machine out there? you shoot up children and blow their heads off. I mean, that is, you don't need them kind of gun. Those guns are only for murdering and war. Murdering (laughs) war. Okay. And you, yeah, if they could, Russia comes in here, shit, yeah, go for it. Okay. But you don't need to have. All right. Well, you used the swear word, so we're, I'm going to have to mute you there. But, uh, I mean, Terry, great. Uh, first of all, let me just say this. You made the assumption in your original statement that somehow by homeschooling our children that we never got them socialized and that homeschoolers never get socialized and that they should. Secondly, you said as a good American, we should all uh, attend public school, which is, I mean, that's tantamount to almost, you know, hey, uh, you're an American and you must attend the government mandated um, indoctrination centers. I mean, that's, you know, it, it, you're welcome to your belief, Terry, but I think that you'll find that most of your neighbors don't agree with most of what you just said. Um, I like my AR-15 and my AK-47 and my 700 Remington and my, you know, and all the other things that I, you know, it, it's really none of other people's business what I do with my legal lawful firearms. Uh, the mass, the vast majority, the vast, like something like 90 plus percent of all homicides are committed with handguns. So when you say that they're not coming for your guns, um, <clears throat> they are coming for your guns because first it will be the ARs, which it's a fraction of a fraction of a percentage of all deaths in America. Now it's the ones that get the splashiest headlines, but again, more people are kicked it to death with hands, fists, and feet than are killed with uh, 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 black rifles, ARs, or assault rifles, or whatever you want to call them. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, I think you got to get your facts straight to begin with. I never disrespected teachers, by the way. Teachers got my full respect. That's a tough job. It's not one that I would want. I want to take care of my children and be responsible for my own children's education. That's what it was all about in the long run. So, anyway, it's uh, it's good. Thank you for your call, Terry. I appreciate it. Uh, let's go on to the uh, next call and see what uh, they have to say. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning. This is... Another Terry. Uh, uh, don't don't be afraid. Don't hang I'm, up. Uh, don't hang up. I, I, I believe in the NRA, and <laughs> I, I am a former homeschooling mama, and I truly believe it's a good thing. Uh, I can see why people are doing it, and I just uh, wanted to point out to people uh, that they should probably go to the Sarasota Manatee. Um, pro-life center uh, website and look at all the uh, huge number all across the nation of uh, crisis pregnancy centers and churches, especially Catholic, that have been firebombed and uh, attacked and and subject to rioters. uh, and and it's just uh, weird to me that the mainstream media is covering it because I tried scrolling down, down through the list on on that uh, Sarasota Manatee uh, pro-life uh, um, website of all the uh, states and uh, different uh, 
facilities that are in the institutions that had been attacked across the nation, and I couldn't even get to the end of it. I, I was just horrified, and I, uh, I know someone that's uh, all my life. I've known someone that's a third-generation Alaskan who was a former crisis pregnancy center um, director, and they didn't. They didn't even know that Anchorage had its crisis pregnancy center had been. Um, attacked and uh i'm just kind of shocked that uh, mainstream media is doing its best to hide it and well terry i guess my question is you know they need it terry i guess my question is if 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 some of the people who were involved are shocked i guess i would just ask the question um because just because it's on the internet doesn't mean that it's true i just want to point that out to you and we need to you know we need to figure it out and cite sources uh, maybe you should call some of these places and see were they really attacked or was this another one of those false, uh, you know, false reported, you know, uh, narratives that we see out there because that does happen. That does happen from time to time. Terry, I'm sorry, I got three more lines on hold. I got to move forward. Thank you for your call. Let's go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, Michael. How you doing? It's Fred in Rhode Island. Hey, Fred. What's going on? Uh, not much. Yeah, just shined in on that. Just turned in on the situation with the Terry, the school teacher there. I mean, you're talking about the educated, ignorant class. Well, she's got to. She's got to. She should be the president of the club, because this whole thing about this narrative about the assault weapon. You know, the air, you know, weapon of war. I mean, you talk about un, uninformed, uninformed, believing the BS that comes over the tube. And taking it for gospel. I mean, you talk. You know, if you don't have enough, if you don't have enough incentive to go out and learn the facts on all sides. Shut the hell up, because you have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, <laughs> and as far as public schools go, what are you going to? Critical race theory takes uh, takes takes the place of, you know, uh, past present civics. You know, civics classes. How terrible America is. How racist we are. How unfair we are. Are you kidding? You ever look beyond the borders of this country and see what's going on on the other side of the pond? They right. got it. You yeah. know, these people are really out of they're out of they're completely out of touch, and they have no idea what they're talking about. I mean, if you, and Terry, if you're listening, if you don't have enough incentive to go out and learn everything there is to know about the subject of assault weapons, shut up because you don't know what you're talking about. The only person you're fooling is yourself. So well, cut it out. You know, look, a lot of people have visceral reactions, uh, Fred. I mean, that's uh, that's that's what happens. And that sounded like a very visceral reaction. And, you know, I people are allowed to have their opinion. I'm not going to I'm not going to chastise her for sounding off on something that she's not well, fully it, informed I, on. I it happens all the opinion, time. But you know what? You you you, you want you want to have garbage in your own yard? Fine. You throw it in my yard. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna go toe to toe and dance over because you know that's just wrong. Yeah. No. I. Uh... I, you know, I do agree that, you know, you need to get all the facts, but people are allowed to have opinions without all the facts. It is what it is. But, um, uh, Fred, I, I think you're I think you're 100 percent right. People should get educated on all sides of the debates uh, because of the, and that's why I read things that I don't agree with. Why? Because I want to find out what the other side is thinking and figure out what their argument is so that I can find a way to uh, to argue against it. That's that's the whole point. Uh, but some well, some people's minds well, are just you know, a lot of it has it. to do with the, yeah, the media the media throws a lot of garbage out there and people take it as gospel and this is wrong. I mean if if you take what your story, believe nothing what you read and have what you see. I think that definitely applies and more more so now than ever because you know, they're throwing a lot of a lot of crap out there that's just 
unfactual, untrue, and false. Right. And people just, they, they, you know, they, they just buy it. They just buy it 100% un, untested, unproven, un, unknown, you know? Right. They just take, take it for gospel. And it's wrong. You shouldn't do that on anything. Right. Never mind. Well, yeah. Second Amendment and firearms and the NRA and everything else. Well, especially on the Second Amendment, which is a fundamental right. Uh, for, I mean, I'm not worried about the NRA and everything. They can sort themselves out. But especially when you're talking about a fundamental right to free speech, religion, uh, protection, privacy, self-incrimination, and the right to keep and bear arms, all of those are fundamental rights. So definitely, uh, definitely a good uh, a good point. Uh, Fred, thank you for your call. Um, all right. Uh, that actually takes me right up to the break. And I do have two lines on hold, so hold on the line for just a second. Uh, you you guys have stuff to say today. Man, you guys have got stuff to say all day. So we're going to uh, continue here in just a second. Don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show continues. We're going to continue with your phone calls on this Firearms Friday. And we'll be back right after this. Don't go anywhere. 7.2 million. Not 7. 7.2 million. That's how much it costs to buy Alaska in 1867. Seward's falling. Have I proven my Alaska roots yet? I'm not sure. All right, back with more right after this. We're broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. If you were a real Alaskan, you'd know that. Oh, man. I'm not a real Alaskan after all. It's so sad. I'm sorry, guys. I got to quit the show now because I'm not a real Alaskan. I mean, I've only been here 52 years. Uh, anyway. <clears throat> man, that, I mean, how do you compete with that, right? You'd have known that. Okay, well, you know, I, I did, but, uh, you know, I said, first of all, I said it was $57 million because in my brain, because you talk for 10 hours a week on the radio, you're eventually going to make a mistake, folks. I, you know, it happens. You eventually will misspeak. <laughs> but luckily, I've got the smartest listeners in the world, and they immediately corrected me, and I accepted that correction. Thank you. All right. It could be worse, said Chris. You could be an all-Alaskan radio talk show host who lives out of state. No shade there. (laughs) No shade there. No shade at all. All right. Yeah, Jeffrey, you missed all the good stuff this morning because you slept in. That's why you need to be an early member of the 6 o'clock. You see this? 6 o'clock club? This shirt is bomb. This shirt is fire. All right, let's go over to the phones and get the names of the callers who are coming up next so that we can continue. How about that? Good morning. Who's this, and where are you calling from? Melissa and Sarah Banks. Well, hello, Melissa. Are you a real Alaskan, Melissa? Good That's morning. my first question. Are you, I mean, are you a... You know... Are you Alaskan enough? I That's am a trans... 
I am Alaskan enough because I'm a transplant. Okay, there you go. Alaskan by choice, not by birth. That's fine. All right. Hold the line. I'm not... Oops, I'm sorry. Hold the line, Melissa. I'm going to be back to you. You're going to be, well, why didn't that take? That just pisses me off. Hold on, Melissa. Um, all right. Melissa, you're going to be first in the queue. Let me go to the second caller over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Oh, hello, Mike. Uh, this is Mike down from Coldfoot in Fairbanks. Uh, hold, hold on. Yeah, I'm not a real Alaskan, but my ch- but my children are. Okay, good. Hold the line, Mike, in Coldfoot, uh, down from Coldfoot in Fairbanks. You hold the line. You'll be number two in the queue, and then we'll get back into this. I should do some penance, says Brian. I should do some penance. 30 Alaska flag songs and six uh, and six state bird recitations. I don't know. I'll do some I'll do some form of penance. Um <laughs> do people in Delaware try to out Delaware each other? Yeah, probably. Rejoice Shimey Mally with a um, you apparently I have hit the big time because now they're spamming the chat with um and I I can't see it in the Facebook chat window, but I can see it in the unified chat window. So I can't delete it. I can't hide it. Can you guys uh, People in the chat room, scroll upwards. Can you see the rejoice, Shimia Mali, praise the whole doctor who gave me the herbal cure for HIV? Can you see that? Uh, if you could see it, um, I'll. I, I can't. I got. I can't delete it because I can't see it in the one window. I can only see it in the unified window, which doesn't allow me to control things. Okay, didn't you hear? Only real Alaskans are on television shows. Uh, Shelly says, I see it. Um, well, if you see it, then report it as spam. I can't even see it. I can't even see it as the host. I can't even see it. Crazy. All right. Oh, so my penance is three mags of seven, six, two downrange while singing the Alaska flag song. Awesome. Awesome. Bacon Academy of Alaska is needed. We need a bacon academy? I'll just eat the bacon. I don't need an academy to do it, but I don't say. Okay. Um, as a homeschooler, said David, I take offense. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Terry was really wound up this morning. She was really, she pretty much hated everything that I'd ever said, ever. Which, I mean, that's fine. I could take that kind of hate. Sorry, I'm eating my breakfast this morning because I, again, woke up late and didn't get a chance to nosh on anything before I got going on. All right. I think we're just, um, I think we're, I think we're up, I think we're up against it here. We got it all squared away. All right. So I've gotten through all the comments. We've got Melissa on the phone and we've got Mike on the phone and we're going to jump to their phone calls. First things first, this is an exciting phone call day. I actually, I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad that Terry called in and bitched me out for not being Alaskan enough because, hey, you know, controversy sometimes moves things along. It was a, it's a fun conversation, but yeah, boy, she had a lot to say. She had a lot to say, which uh, I'm excited for. Oh, ow. Uh, all right. Uh, let's, uh, why does that volume keep going up? I don't know. Like and share this video. Like and follow the show page. Make sure you like and follow us on Facebook and on YouTube and on Twitch. Here we go. The Michael Duke Show.
Okay, fine. Continuing on with this beautiful Firearms Friday. I mean, it's just beautiful Firearms Friday. I'm sorry that being third-generation Alaskan is not enough for many of you. You'll just have to go out there and search out another radio show host who happens to be a fourth-generation Alaskan. That'll help. Um, The Trump train leaves for Anchorage this morning. Uh, 830 West Valley. Oh, the Fairbanks people who are traveling down to see President Trump uh, tomorrow are leaving Anchorage this morning. Okay. Thank you, Barbara. Uh, 830 a.m. this morning, West Valley parking lot. Go, go, go. Let's go back to the phone lines. Meanwhile, uh, we'll find out if I still have the qualifications to hold this radio show post. Melissa is in Fairbanks, and uh, she's going to judge me a lot. Good morning, Melissa. What's on uh, What's on your mind? Oh, I'm going to judge you. Yep. Oh. Yeah, uh, those of us up here really enjoy listening to you because you're kind of the voice that lets us hear what's going on politically, you know, behind the scenes that sure. we wouldn't ordinarily see. And we don't see it in the newspaper and we don't see it on the news. So, you know, you bring attention to a lot of things that aren't out there in the open. But I wanted to take us back to Terry because she woke all of us up. <laughs> so I was actually on the, on the way home from dropping off my homeschool daughter at work. She had to be at work at 6.30 this morning. Um, So she's pretty excited. She's the only baby for the next week because everybody else went fishing. So she's uh, the only, I'm sorry, you broke, you you broke up. She's the only what? Because uh, everybody else is off. She's the only worker. She's the only baker at the bakery. Oh, she's the only baker at the bakery. And she's what, 15 years old? She just turned 15, yeah. Wow, wow. Getting, so, getting life lessons in gosh, now. Gosh darn those, gosh darn those uh, homeschool kids. They don't know how to do anything because they're locked in the closet all day. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. You know, I didn't say that they weren't social. That's exactly what you just said. Assuming that all these homeschool kids don't socialize, don't go out with friends, don't, you know, don't hang out with people either in person and on the Internet and, you know, in friends and go out and do these things and have jobs and, I mean, have real world experiences is the height of arrogance and ignorance. I mean, both at the same time. Because that's like saying we just, like you said, we want to shutter our kids up in a closet and uh, just leave them there. Teach them lessons, put them back in the closet. They don't need to be around other people. That's never what homeschooling has been about. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's just I, crazy. I, I hate to be vindictive or, you know, hurt people's feelings. But, you know, when COVID came along, I was actually kind of grateful that everything got shut down. Because at the time, we had kids in sewing clothing class. We had a cooking nutrition class. We had horseback riding. We were involved in martial arts. Uh, Mom was busy. We had piano lessons. We did more driving and doing class outside of the house some days than class inside the house. And if you don't call that socialization, I don't know what you call that. Maybe insanity. But when everything got closed down, I was like... Wait, I mean, we get to stay home? <laughs> right, right. The mom Uber is now officially shut down for a little bit. That's a good thing, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, and then I'll just tack one more thing on, and then I'll move on. But um, So my high schoolers last year joined the, the people gaining citizenship here in Fairbanks. Okay. They actually went to the, the evening class that people want to become citizens join, and and they took the test along with the, these uh, new citizens. And my daughter, who's 15, was 14 at the time. 
and she got 100% on the citizenship test. Yeah. And I'd like to know if Terry can pass that test, because I know I can't, and I'm the one who teaches. Right, no. Um, but my 14-year-old studied, and she did. She passed that test 100%. Yeah, no. <laughs> with the, uh, the, the amendments, the Second Amendment, if Terry would actually sit down and read it, she would see that the reason why people are allowed to have firearms is to be competitive with our military to defend themselves and their fellow citizens from the military. It's not so they can go in and shoot up children in schools. Right. So I'm sorry, Terry, but, you know, do your homework because the Second Amendment is to defend you from stupid yeah. because we will defend you. You know, that's the thing. The Second Amendment's not about hunting. It's not about sport shooting. It's about defense of yourself, your life, your liberty, your property from enemies, foreign and domestic. And in fact, the founding fathers were much more worried about uh, their own government growing larger and usurping their own po- uh, their own power, the personal power and liberty and authority than they were about King George at that point because they just whipped King George already. So definitely uh, a whole different thing. Terry, thank you for your call. Uh, it was good to hear from you this morning. Or Melissa, thank you for your call. It was good to hear from you this morning. Terry is who we were talking about. But Melissa was uh, who was there uh, on it. All right, let's go over to Mike. He's been on hold for a bit here. Uh, Mike, thanks for holding. What's on your mind today? Oh, good morning, Mike. Uh, you are a TV star because I saw you before on Ice Road Truckers. <laughs> yes, of course. That must officially make me an Alaskan because I'm on an Alaskan TV show. All of those people on Alaskan TV shows are true Alaskans, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, and, and my grandchildren were homeschooled. Uh, their curriculum was probably three times as much as the cost of going to a public school and uh, I'm sorry, but my kids, uh, my grandchildren, they, they socialized with the schools. They got to go on their uh, outings. And uh, T- Terry, she just sounds like she worships at the altar of CNN. Uh, I personally think federal schools should be banned. Go to private schools and get rid of the federal government because, in my opinion, 70% of the teachers now are woke. They're teaching our children disgusting things. And I have no faith in them. I, I know there's good teachers out there, but I have more faith in uh, in uh, private schooling. Yeah. But uh, anyway, Mike, I wanted to talk about uh, Abe, Prime Minister of Japan, was assassinated by a homemade assault weapon. So I think uh, all files, drills, and hacksaws should be banned as assault hand tools. <laughs> well. Again, uh, we've we've had this conversation a million times, Mike. More people are kicked to death with hands, fists, and feet. They're beaten to death than are killed with all rifles combined, including the small, small subfraction that are the assault rifle category that everybody puts them in. Um, so yeah, I think you know more people are killed with knives. More people are killed with with with. I mean, thirty thousand people a year die on the highway. Uh, you know, we've seen vehicles being used as weapons. Anything could be a weapon, but uh, some people they just uh, yeah, you know they they can't they can't they buy into the narrative and they can't see it beyond their face. So, well, how about how about Biden's assault weapon of fentanyl? One hundred and seven thousand people overdosed last year on fentanyl because of Biden's inability to keep the borders closed and to protect us. That guy is a that guy Biden is 
the assault weapon. Oh, he's the assault Muppet. All right. Well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate you <laughs> sounding off this morning and talking with us uh, and being part of the program. Thank you for holding in uh, before we came on there. I appreciate that. All right. Well, that clears out all the lines here before we uh, before we get up to the top. Well, we're at the top of the hour. So we'll continue our discussions. Uh, we'll continue the phone calls. Um Maybe Terry will call back and want to actually have a conversation about it um, and not use swear words at the same time. I mean, maybe. We'll see what happens. The Michael Duke Show continues. Hour two dead ahead. It is Firearms Friday, although we've covered some other topics here this morning as well. But it is Firearms Friday. So feel free to give us a call. 907-433-3150. We're going to be back with more right after this. Don't go anywhere. Man, that was a today's a day, man. I think everybody's a little squirrely. I mean, but I appreciate I appreciate Terry's call because she obviously woke some people up um, and got them uh, uh, upset. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, good morning. Uh, good morning. Um, I should have said, who is this lady? My bad. No troll here. Who is this person speaking? Uh, is Mike getting a call from Trump? No, I'm not, no, not the, the likelihood of that happening is, well, let's just say astronomical. First of all, because I didn't even try and reach out to them. They would actually have to call me. Um, but, uh, no, the answer is no. I very much doubt that I'm going to be getting a call from president Trump today. Squirrely is fun, says Terry. It is fun. It is kind of interesting. You know, the 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 only downside to Terry's call is that she had so much, it would have taken me 20 minutes to unpack every thing that she said. Um, because, but the, the whole homeschooling thing. I mean, first of all, the who's the most Alaskan thing, that's just so typical of if you, if you were, uh, let me show you how superior I am than you, that I knew about that decimal place in that point too, okay? Um, I already admitted that I made a mistake, but you know, Hey, that's okay. Um, but if you were really Alaskan, you'd know that. Okay. Really? Do you know the whole Alaskan flag song? Do you know all the verses of the Alaska flag song? Well, you're not really Alaskan if you don't know that. I mean, do you really know, <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, that was the first thing I was like, okay, well, somebody's just got their Wheaties going and then to go on about homeschooling and, 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 and first and foremost, I guess I should correct her record because I never criticize the teachers. Um, I criticize the education system as a whole because there are good people out there. I've known plenty of people who are fantastic teachers. They're good people and they're good teachers. Um, I also know that they are not happy with the system as it is as, as well. So I mean, this is, you know, it, it just seems like a, a bit of an overreaction. Uh, two different Terries, by the way. Yes, there were two different Terries. I uh, just wanted to be sure. Um, Grandy says, I hope Terry the teacher does call her back. Uh, does call back. I didn't agree with her stance against semi-auto rifles, but it's nice to hear a debate between two opposing sides. Well, if you could have a debate, that's the thing. I want to be, I would love to have somebody call up who disagrees with me, and then we would start talking about the facts. The problem is, is that she used the shit word, and uh, we were on the air, and so I killed it. 
because we can do it on Facebook, but we can't do that on the radio. That's just not it. Alaska Flag Song. Sorry, I grew up taking Arkansas history. Come on, eight stars of gold on a field of blue. Alaska's flag, what it mean to you? Um, I'd suggest Terry the Karen teacher turn off her MSN and cut back on the Kool-Aid. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Uh, what Brian just dropped a tweet. Brian, anytime you drop a quote, I've got to actually read the quote before I say it out loud. Um, yeah, the people. Uh, who attend this parade today to live. Oh, great. Yeah. Our founders carried muskets, not assault weapons. And I don't think a single one of them would have said that you have a constitutional right to an assault weapon with a high-capacity magazine or that, is, uh, that is more important than the right of the people to attend this parade today to live. Oh, let me unpack that. Uh, the muskets were the assault rifles of the day. Just, I'm going to point that out. Muskets were the assault rifles of the day, and in fact, many of the militiamen had higher quality rifles, rifled rifles, in fact, than many of the British soldiers. Um, it, uh, it, yeah, I mean, that, that was the assault rifle. The idea was that people would be armed uh, commensurately and comparatively to their uh, to the standing army of the day. Because that's what, again, the founders were worried about. A sta- that's one of the reasons why they were against having a standing army, because they understood that governmental power comes at the point of a gun. That's what they understood. Um, and so this is the same thing about President Biden saying, uh, you know, you, could, you couldn't own a cannon, which is patently untrue you could own a cannon um you can still own a cannon i mean it's just you know one of those things has baggage ever called this show um yeah uh, nick baggage has been on a couple times i've had mark baggage on a couple times so yes a baggage has called this show okay Going backwards here. Ban rocks. Cavemen have been using them as weapons before the spear was invented. Yeah. <laughs> True. All right. As with nearly all Dems nowadays, Pritzker is totally missing the point of the Second Amendment is dead wrong on his assumptions. Yeah, exactly. 100% true. 100% true. All right. Well, uh, before we run out of daylight here, I want to remind you that um, this show uh, is only possible due through viewers like you. I mean, no, it's not NPR. But, hey, these people right here, these Common Sense core members, these are the ones that help bring the show on board. These guys right here. Uh, and if you want to be a member of the Cool Kids Club, all you got to go is do is go over to our website at michaeldukeshow.com and click on Join the Core. For as little as three bucks a month, a cup of coffee, that's not even a good cup of coffee, three bucks a month, you can help support the show. Uh, we'll get you access to our Facebook page. You can get a chance to get cool swag. Look at this t-shirt. I'm so excited. This is a... This is the this is the latest design. This is a, it's common sense. The common sense core. Patreon.com/slash Michael Duke Show, um, or um, uh, over uh, on my website at MichaelDukeShow.com. Just click on the Join the Core banner. All right, so that's it. Okay, folks, uh, we're coming up on it. It is uh, hour two of the program. 
And uh, we'll be back. Firearms Friday, the Michael Luke Show. Yeah. Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns. One for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. Michael Kinshaw. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Firearms uh, Friday. Hello, my friends. Hello. How are you? Fridays? Man, it's been, we should be calling it Frisky Friday today. It was frisky, getting frisky up in here. Uh, Firearms Friday is our day to talk about Second Amendment stuff and guns and gun rights and laws and tips, trips, tactics. I mean, the whole thing, whatever you, it's been fun. And we opened up the phone lines early and boy, how did we get some phone calls today? Uh, it's been interesting. Uh, I, I mean, I got a whole stack of stories that we could talk about, but I've been having a, just a hell of a time uh, talking to folks on the phone today. So it's been fun. So we're going to continue that gun Q&A all day. Questions, answers, discussions around firearms and topics. We had a caller last hour, Terry from Fairbanks, who called in and said, "We didn't. We, nobody needs an assault weapon. It's the, it's the wrong law. Nobody's coming to take your guns." To which I said, "Wow." Um, and uh, we can continue that conversation as well uh, if uh, Terry wants to call back and can control her tongue so she doesn't use any profanity on the air. We could have a conversation about that specifically if you wanted. You're welcome to do so. Uh, otherwise, anybody else is. Uh, uh, w- welcome to uh, call us up today and give us a shout on the Satellite West call in line uh, at 433-3150, 907-433-3150, powered by our friends over there at Satellite West. We'd love to do that. We got Willie Waffle coming up at the end of the hour as well. So we got two more full segments to do to talk to talk about to chew just chit chat chitty chatty. Uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say. So let's continue the gun conversation, shall we? Let's uh, let's get into it. We'll go over here. It's new caller, uh, new phone. Who's this? Good morning. Where are you calling from? Hey, Michael. This is Bob from Fairbanks. Hello, Bob in Fairbanks. What's going on, my friend? Um, was it July? It was like a couple of weeks ago, well, July 4th, weekend. I just saw a blurb on uh, uh, Fox and Friends where they had caught two guys. They were planning a massacre, and they showed the guns. They had two AR-15s, a bunch of magazines, a few hundred rounds, and they had a pistol, and they both were here illegally. <laughs> they were both and here illegally. Okay. 
believe they're both here illegally. So all this money, this rhino Republicans, Mikowski and rest of her rhino crew throughout, and the Democrats, it's that that thing that wasn't gonna that wouldn't have helped at all because they, these guys, like I say, these guys I believe were illegally. They got guns, and they were gonna create a massacre. Luckily, somebody overheard them talking about it, and they. They got they they uh, uh, apprehended the guys before it happened. Right, and this is right after the this this is after the uh, uh, the the massacre in the the the, the parade massacre in Illinois, where right. the kids shot those. Uh, yeah, in right. Illinois. So that was after the fact. Yeah. Well, you know, it, this is the bad people are going to do bad things, Bob. That's that's how things yeah. work, and the only time that you're able to. You know, put a lid on that is to bring in other people, good guys with uh, with firearms to be able to protect them. That's what it's all about. Uh, and you're right, bad uh, that, bad people are going to do bad things. Luckily, these guys get caught, but also they were already criminals, right? Because they'd broken the law to get into the country illegally anyway, and they intended to do I mean, all those things. Yeah, that, yeah, that that's right. So that would probably all those illegals coming through the southern border that time joe biden so he can blame everybody anybody he wants but that's him yeah all right well bob thank you for uh, calling in this morning i appreciate uh okay, Michael. appreciate thank you me. being part of it this morning uh 907-433-3150 is the phone number and I mean, we've said it time and time and time again but the only thing you know and it's almost trite to this point but the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun and it, it's proven out time and time and time again we talked about the uh we've talked about the dgu the defensive gun use statistics and they're all they are all i mean time and time again multipliers of the actual uh the actual incidence of gun crime and gun violence uh is well and truly offset by the somewhere between depending on who where the study came from and what year it was 90,000 times a year up to 2.4 million times a year guns are used defensively most of the time without ever firing a shot so yeah yeah that's uh, that's the that's the good stuff right there that is the good stuff um, let's continue on with the phone calls here and see what you have to say. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Greg from Fairbanks. Hello, Greg. What's on your mind, sir? I want to say hello. Uh, real quick, with uh, one teacher that called from North Pole, I'm glad that you, you let her on. It shows everybody really in the public school system, the indoctrination process, of how kids aren't allowed to think for themselves. You just have to do as you're told and do as you're taught to believe. On the other aspect, I want to mention uh, on the Russia thing. Mm-hmm. I was in Russia 20 years ago. I worked there. I had an interpreter who was a was a history teacher, retired history teacher, Russian. Right. Over there, they've been since more than 20 years ago. They've been teaching their kids over there that Alaska was only a lease, and it's something they've been teaching for a long time, indoctrinating their kids over there and their society that. Alaska does belong to Russia. The United States only leased it, and the United States is in violation of that lease. So it's it's the propaganda that's being used for a long time. Right. I think people need to be aware of that. Right. Well, um, that's an interesting point. I didn't know that that was the case, but it doesn't surprise me. 
Um, that is the basis, by the way, kind of of nationalism in that regard. You've seen that before. Somebody in the chat room said uh, that I shouldn't laugh when I was laughing about the fact that they wanted uh, to hold a vote in Alaska to see what uh, – uh, you know, to see what Alaskans thought. Would Alaska want to go over there? And somebody said, don't, you know, joke if you like. But recent history suggests that they could hold a vote and then say, wow, look at the overwhelming number of Alaskans who want Russian rule according to our secure Russian vote. And we owe it to them to recover Alaska and save them. Uh, the same justification, by the way, that's been used in Ukraine. It was the same justification that Germany used uh, for Austria and Poland and everything else. So, I mean, history does repeat itself. It, I mean, I laughed, but, I mean, he's right. You're right. It's not a laughing matter. If the whole mindset in Russia is, oh, that's ours. They were just borrowing it, and now we want it back. Well, it, first of all, I don't think they would. it would be successful. But at the same time, Wow. Uh, the the whole mindset kind of blows my mind. It's a different world over there. Uh, yeah. for, here's a good example for you communism. For a gentleman, for anybody to move out of their parents' home, you have to have the state's approval to be able to move. And you have to they have to know where you are at all times. And you're not allowed to travel without papers anywhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, nobody wants to go back to uh, Soviet-style Russia. I mean, the dictatorial, totalitarian Russia they have right now is bad enough. Soviet-style was even worse. And uh, we definitely don't want to be embracing those kind of ideals here. Uh, We don't endorse that on the program. So I agree with that for sure. Um, Anyway. Well, uh, thank you for your time. I just wanted to say hello and appreciate you. Well, Greg, thank you for listening. I appreciate you listening up in Fairbanks. Thanks for uh, being part of the show today. All right. Well, that cleans out all the lines. Um, 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. Now, Terry called earlier today uh, at, in the first hour, and she was talking about nobody needs, nobody needs an assault rifle. Um, I think some would disagree with you, including <clears throat> uh, Jerome Davison, who is a candidate for the uh, 4th Congressional District in Arizona. He's a Republican. And he has produced probably one of the best Second Amendment-themed campaign ads of the midterms. Um, and it is uh, – Jerome Davison is a, is a black man, um, and he is pro-gun. And he produced this ad. I'm going to play you the audio of it. It's not as impactful as the video. Uh, and so I'm going to uh, give the folks on YouTube and Facebook. They're going to get a chance to. Uh, they're going to get a chance to see the uh, um, the 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 ad itself. Uh, but the audio is still very very good on the reason why you need an AR-15. And you'll just have to you'll just have to uh, <clears throat> use your imagination for this. But this is the ad from Jerome Davidson. Democrats like to say that no one needs an AR-15 for self-defense. That no one could possibly need all 30 rounds. But when this rifle is the only thing standing between your family and a dozen angry Democrats in Klan hoods, you just might need that semi-automatic and all 30 rounds. I mean, he's not wrong, right? Uh, I mean, he's talking about invoking the idea of the Klan. Condoleezza Rice, remember Condoleezza Rice? Talking about her dad standing outside their house 
uh, with a rifle to protect themselves in Birmingham, Alabama, when the Knight Riders from the KKK were running around in the late 50s and early 60s? Uh, I mean, th- th- you may need all 30 rounds if a dozen people show up. I mean, that is, uh, that it, it's, you know, it, I think it makes the point. Why do you need 30 rounds? Well, because there may be more than one attacker, or maybe I'm not a great shot, or maybe it takes more than one round to stop an attacker. Um, we've seen multiple times uh, in the past where AR-15s have been used uh, for home defense um, when there were multiple assailants trying to get into a building. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it, why? Why do we need it? Well, because it's our right, because it is the arm of the day, because it is the most popular sporting rifle in America, why shouldn't we have that right? Because a few bad apples or a few bad eggs decide to do bad things? You know, let's, let's, let's use the substitution game on that one. Terry, what if a few what if a few people got up in the the town square, whether the actual town square or in the virtual town square of Facebook or on blog posts or on YouTube or something, and they espoused, you know, how much that they disliked um, blacks or whites or yellows or Christians or Jews or Muslims. And they got up there and they said just some hateful things about them. Maybe not even necessarily inciting violence, just saying about how much they hated them. Um, But it's, again, a fractional minority of the people who use the town square for disseminating information. This, you know, a fraction of a fraction. Would you ban the use of the town square for all citizens? For all citizens, because of the actions of a very few people who may be spouting hateful ideas? No. They would be like, no, 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 no. You can't. You, But that's what you're talking about. You're talking about taking away a fundamental and infringing on a fundamental right of American citizens for the actions of a very, very, very small minority. Again, in all deaths of in regarding firearms in the United States, the so-called black rifle, the so-called assault rifle, is a fraction of a fraction of the number of deaths. We're talking about in the hundreds when there are, are you know, 12,000 homicides with firearms. We're talking about in the low hundreds, like two, three hundred people who are killed with all rifles, from squirrel rifles to hunting rifles, and yes, the but they lump them all together. There's such a small fraction, they don't even break out the AR-style rifles in those statistics. Again, three or four times as many people are kicked and beat to death with hands, fists, and feet than are killed with rifles. More people are stabbed than with hands. I mean, it, it it's mind-blowing, but this is the focus. We've got to take away the AR. We've got to do it. Evil. Kill all those children. Look at all the people who've died. It's tragic. Every death is tragic. I'm not trying to say it's not. But when you look at it statistically, that it's a fraction of a fraction of a percent, you know, well, they're not coming after your guns. Well, first, we'd all say that basically, you know, the rifles are first because the vast majority of those homicides, the 12,000 roughly homicides a year, the vast majority of them are committed with handguns. So if rifles are first and it's the smallest bite, 
What comes next? The handguns, right? That's what comes next. <sighs> anyway, um, I got a line on hold, but I'm I'm up against the break here. Let me get the caller's name. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Mike, this is Ron from North Pole, and I can wait. Okay, Ron, I'll have you wait. Uh, good. I appreciate your patience on that. We are up against the break, and I want to uh, I want to continue with this. The Michael Duke Show continues. It is Firearms Friday. Phone lines are open at 907-433-3150. Gun Q&A. We call it Q&A, but it's basically gun talk. Anything regarding a firearm you want to discuss, that's what we're about. We're also here to answer questions. We're going to be back with more. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Our light, our guide, and our trusted friend. Okay, we're in the break right now. The number one cause of death in the 20th century falls under the umbrella of democide. That's right. A hundred million people. That's how many people have been killed by governments. And that's most of that is in communist China and Russia, plus sprinkling around through Asia and other parts of the world and South America. A hundred million plus people in the 20th century killed by democide. Yeah. All right. Um. Oh man, scary Armalite platform," said Michael. "My kids, uh, my kids' AR BB guns must have the neighbors thinking I'm forming a militia. Well, are you? I mean, inquiring minds want to know. I didn't even know they made an AR BB gun. That must be fun. Is it an airsoft or is it an actual BB gun? That's a, that's the fun thing. Um. It's a dumb argument that someone wouldn't need a a semi with 30 rounds. If we didn't need it, then I guess the police wouldn't need one either. Uh, Shouldn't the police need 15-round mags either? There's a simple answer to those looking to ban restrict. No. I mean, that's the thing. But, of course, police are the only ones that could be trusted with an AR with 50 rounds. They're the only ones. Except for, of course, when they're not. And we've seen plenty of evidence that there are plenty of bent police out there in various departments and guises around the country. Um, So, yeah, I mean, we should only trust the police with guns, but at the same time, we should also defund the police. So I'm just, you know. (laughs) Uh, Unless you have a nine, really, pitchforks. Unless you have a nine millimeter, it'll blow your lungs out. Buy a shotgun. (laughs) Just buy a shotgun. And no, just rack that thing and point it out the windows and give it a blast. It'll stop him, says President Biden. <laughs> oh, you guys are on fire this morning. Um, probably about a third of the Deltana population is a mix of Ukrainians and Russians. I work with a Russian-American whose family fled the Soviet Union when he was little. He has memories of life there and of the KGB taking his dad away. I'm quite sure they would not welcome a Russian invasion. If anyone knows how good these people have it here, it's those people. 
most of them are real solid folks. Yeah, the Russian population, the Russian and Ukrainian population uh, here in the state, they came and they resettled a bunch of people here uh, in Alaska from various parts, you know, mostly refugees after the fall of the Soviet Union. Uh, and a lot of them uh, feel that way. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a pretty good deal right there. Um, Biden should challenge Putin to a bicycle race to free the lady basketball player. <laughs> okay. Oh, this show did not go in any way the direction that I thought it was going to go today. But isn't that the beauty of live radio? Did I did not expect it to go in the direction that it did. I mean, a special thanks to Terry for, you know, poking the bear, poking the bear. Um, maybe we'll get to some of these stories. There's a couple of interesting stories in there. You know, the the one of the more interesting ones is that, again, Democrats and others continue to hold the fact that they think that guns are going to be a huge hot-button issue in the election. And then once the Roe decision came out, they oh, Roe v. Wade's going to be. There was a brand-new Monmouth poll that came out um, here this week that uh, shows that the vast majority of Americans, that th- those two pri- that those two issues, the guns and the abortion, are so far down on their list. In fact, the top... The top parts of their list all have to do with the economy. Biggest concern, according to the Monmouth poll, 33% concerned about inflation, 15% concerned about gas prices, 9% concerned about the economy, 6% concerned about bills and groceries. So whatever that is, 30, 50, 9, 6, we're talking about 64% are concerned about that. Uh, 5% are concerned about abortion and 3% are concerned about guns. The rest of them are all... It's the economy, stupid. <laughs> Just, you know, it's the economy. All right. We got to jump back into it. Uh, we got Ron on hold and we've got a second line I see just popped up on hold. We're going to get back to it. Here we go. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Continuing with your phone calls, one final segment on firearms. Then we're going to be joined by Willie Waffle. Willie Waffle. Uh, We're ready to do this here. Ron is up in North Pole. He's been on hold over the break. We want to say thank you to him for waiting. Ron, what's on your mind today, my friend? Well, uh, you triggered something with the audio you played earlier. And uh, recently I've had occasion with the the rise of the nine millimeter, shall we say, to uh, ask you know some questions or do some research on the internet about how many rounds we actually need. And one thing that keeps reoccurring in my reading is that no survivor of an encounter has ever complained about having too much ammunition. Right. Nobody ever said, "Geez, I wish I hadn't hauled around all this extra ammo. It's heavy." Uh, you know, that's the yeah. No gunfight exactly. ever, Sam. And, and, yeah. And, and secondly, I, I would point out that we all need reminders from time to time of from whence we came. And I fly a couple of flags out on my front deck, and uh, one of them is the Stars and Stripes, and the other one is the uh, 1824 Mexican Constitution flag. I haven't. And for those what, who what don't that? know what yeah. that is, 
What is that? Because I'm not familiar well, that, with the designation on that. It's the it's it's also referred to in the vernacular as the Alamo flag. Oh, okay, the Alamo flag. Okay, come and take it. Right? Yeah, yeah. And you, <laughs> yeah. you said what? That's the 1867. Exactly. So, it, what 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 did you call it? It's the 1867 Mexican Constitution flag. 18, 18, 1824 Mexican Constitution flag, which was their flag before Santa Ana declared himself dictator. Okay. All right. Well, that's there you go. So. Keep that in mind, folks. All right, Ron. Have a good day, Michael. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate it. It's the Gonzalez flag. Somebody else says, but that's okay. I mean, I know what he, when he said the Alamo flag. I knew what he. I knew what he meant. I knew what. Come and take him. It's the cannon that says "Come and take him" at the top. Uh, all right, uh, let's uh, continue on with some calls here because this is fun. Over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, yeah, this is Derek. I'm calling from Homer. Hello, Derek. Hey, so um, pertaining to the Second Amendment, we all refer to it as a, quote, the right to bear arms. I'd say there's something that we're missing on that. The call to answer the call of the militia means I am obliged to be armed to defend hearth, home, family, friends, neighborhood, and nation. So I'm, I have an actual obligation to be armed to defend the republic. Yeah, and your and your republic and your state and your and your family and your neighbors and everything else. And who is the militia, right? George Mason wrote uh, in the ratifying uh, when they were ratifying the Virginia Constitution. He wrote, "Who is the militia? They consist now of the whole people, except for a few public officers." That's you know. So we're to, anybody who's not a public officer. Uh, which means that basically an employee of the government or like an elected official, you are the militia. So right, uh, it, it and 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 it's a it's not a dedicated. Hey, we put on our camis and go play in the woods two t- two times a month, militia. It is the whole people who should be ready at any moment. That's what well regulated mean. By the way, it means well trained. So you know, well regulated militia, well trained militia. It is us. It is the people. I got one question. So I'm living out here in the peninsula, mm-hmm. and um, I moved up here from a, another state several years ago. But I'm noticing um, in this great state here, Alaska, beautiful, wonderful, uh, love being here. Why do we not have a constitutionally uh, represented and elected sheriff? That was actually a choice that was made by the framers of the state constitution. Um, it's why they didn't, that's why we don't have counties. That's why we have boroughs because the counties system that they had looked at, they discussed this, um, did include sheriffs and they thought that the, uh, they were worried about the politics of, of electing, uh, public safety people. And they figured that the state troopers would be enough for areas or for incorporated cities would have their own police forces. And so they created the borough system instead. That was an actual choice. Um, I had this conversation with Vic Fisher, one of the framers of the Constitution, uh, about 10 or 12 years ago. And and I asked that specific question, and that's what he said. They chose to do boroughs uh, because Alaska is a little different, and they didn't want the political aspect of the uh, running for county sheriff kind of thing uh, coming into play. Um, I've 
often thought that it probably would have been, um, even with the politicking involved, it probably still would have been a good idea because we'd have a, a, a second tier of law enforcement uh, in there that was more accountable to the people. But that's the reason why. The framers built us on a borough basis instead of on a county basis. Well, then who is it that would actually, if necessary, call the militia then if we don't have a constitutional sheriff? Um, I would assume it would be the governor at that point would be the one to call the militia at the state level, at the community levels. I, I don't know who would uh, – I don't know who would put out the – I don't know if there's a mechanism in state law for that. But um, it uh, – yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say that. I'm not sure. One last question. So if um, uh, we say Charlie Kirk didn't actually make it to the governorship, can we the people decide, especially say here in the peninsula, we decide we want to actually have a constitutional sheriff and we want to force the vote and somebody's willing to take the run? Can we as uh, members of the republic force that vote and and um, make that happen? You would have to do it at a constitutional level in the state of Alaska. So, I mean, we're talking about this is the year that the Constitutional Convention question is going to be on the ballot, uh, a con-con. And you would have to pass that, and then you would have to find a way to work the mechanism for that into the Constitution of the state of Alaska. The Kenai Peninsula Borough is a second-class borough, which means that they don't have policing powers. Um, Only first-class boroughs, uh, as cities and municipalities, have that right per the Alaska state constitution have the policing powers. Now, the citizens of the borough could vote themselves the right to have the borough take over policing powers and potentially that could that could happen I think, but I, I I'm not sure if it would be at odds with the constitution, but um, those would be your mechanisms that either the people would have to vote themselves the right inside the borough to have policing powers be handled by the borough and it would be a borough sheriff I guess instead of a county sheriff. And then you would have to figure out the mechanism by vote or whatever. Or you could change it at the constitutional level and, and addend that or amend that to the uh, to the borough structure that they would then have the right to do that. That would be, I think, your two choices. And I'm not sure if I, – I, I'm not sure if the state constitution would preclude you from electing um, – law enforcement at the borough if you voted yourself police powers. So that would but those those would be the mechanisms that you would use. Well thank you for your time. I appreciate all you do, sir. Well I appreciate you, you calling in. Thank you so much for calling in today. Um what a fascinating discussion. What a fascinating discussion today. Um again, really went in no way did it go the way that I thought it was going to go. Uh but yet here we are. All right, uh, we are uh, uh, we're 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 out of time. We're gonna we're gonna kick it off here. We gotta go. Uh, Willie Waffles gonna be joining us here shortly. We're gonna talk about some good entertainment stuff. We're gonna be back with more. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. Okay. Anchorage and Juneau have unified boroughs. They are both class. They are both uh, uh, first class boroughs. That is correct. Where the borough and the city are one, it's a municipality. 
Um, so yeah, that's a that's a good question. State law says the person with his longest beard in your neighborhood. <laughs> we need to have sheriffs. One of the many reasons we need constitutional conventions. Um, but Barbara said, I think it was Barbara, no sheriffs. It's bad enough that we have code enforcement officers. Yeah, but sheriffs, I guess, would be, again, they'd have to be uh, responsive to the people. Um, I've, I've often wondered if it would be better to have uh, some form of local sheriff that was uh, responsive to the people in that regard. Uh, David says, he says, having that firewall of a local sheriff would have been a good idea. Yeah, I mean, I again, uh, I always wondered why the hesitancy in that regard. Um, Brian says now he has something to bring before the Fishhook Community Council. <laughs> what, are you going to create your own sheriff for the Fishhook? Sheriff Brian Cherry for Fishhook, uh, for Fishhook Sheriff. Um, yes, on the state constitutional convention. Um, Fairbanks had sheriffs before Alaska became a state, says Bonnie. I wasn't aware of that, Bonnie. Really? They had sheriffs? I was not aware of that. So, I mean, that's, uh, you know, again, I learn something new every day. Um, what was, uh, yikes, Harold is going to be very dis. Oh, uh, talking about the, you know, how high on the pole. Yeah. Uh, Brian, Brian made a comment about, uh, Harold is going to be very disappointed to learn this. And that was of course on about the Monmouth poll where the economy was number one. Uh, well, the economy was actually one, two, three, four, and five, uh, before we got to abortion and guns. There were the top five issues were all econ economic, uh, versus everything else. So you're right. Um, some of the most beautiful people in the planet live near Fairbanks. Well, yeah, there's beautiful people all over the world. Um, I'm not a real Alaskan because I didn't know that there was a sheriff <laughs> before that. <laughs> morning, Cindy. Good morning. Sheriff of Fishhook. It's got a nice ring to it, says David. That's right. Brian Cherry. I'm the sheriff of Fishhook. That's right. I'm telling you, Bart, step away or I'm calling the sheriff of Fishhook. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oof. wasn't that a great ad, though? That ad, but then there's some ads that are not, I mean, no, just no. There are some ads out there. They play, there's a few, uh, Bearing Arms has got these up uh, on their site this morning. Uh, there's a few where you're just like, uh, what? Um, some of them are just downright creepy. Some are less than, this is it, it, Dr. Oz. Remember Dr. Oz? He's got uh, he's got his thing, you know. I I don't I don't know how great Oz is, but here's his uh, here's Doctor Oz trying to convince us of exactly how Second Amendment uh, of exactly how Second Amendment Doctor Oz is on this one. Check uh, check check this out. Here we go. My father taught me how to handle my first gun. I taught my son Oliver how to do the same. I've been shooting and hunting my whole life. So when people say I won't support guns, they're dead wrong. Boom! Other conservatives know that I'm strong on the Second Amendment. Ted Nugent, Rick Perry, President Trump. But our Second Amendment is not just about hunting. It's about our constitutional right to protect ourselves from intruders or an overly intrusive government. 
So as your next U.S. Senator, I will fight for our constitutional rights. Okay. All right. I mean, you know, like, I I, I don't know if I buy it 100%, but it's okay. And then you get some of the ones. All right, Matt Walsh. Whoops. I'm happy to have you here. On the- Sorry, Matt Walsh. I didn't want you to pop up there. This is the this is the one that's just uh, this is the one that's just weird. Who is this guy again? Uh, Greetings. He's running for uh, he's running for the Senate. Uh, this is this is the uh, this is the other one that I just I watched and I was like, uh, what? That's just that's just downright that's just downright uh, creepy. I'm Eric Greitens, Navy SEAL, and today we're going rhino hunting. The rhino feeds on corruption and is marked by the stripes of cowardice. Join the MAGA crew, get a rhino hunting permit. There's no bagging limit, no tagging limit, and it doesn't expire until we save our country. Uh, what? <laughs> what? I just, I don't understand it. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> there's some crazy stuff out there. Crazy stuff. All right, we got to jump back into it. Uh, phone's ringing. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Ready to do it? Let's uh, jump in. The weekend. Just me and you, baby. I'm ready already. I'm mentally, I'm already on the weekend. I'm all, not even, I'm just, no, not even going to do it. Uh, but that's okay. Willie Waffles here to bring us back on track with uh, all the good stuff that we could do this weekend in the entertainment sector, including the movies, the streams, and more. Uh, good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great. You, you know, you realize I work for the weekend. I spend my week getting all this information, gathering all this just valuable valuable stuff so that you all can enjoy the weekend. Yeah, working for the weekend, I can identify for sure. Yeah. Uh yeah. I just I just <laughs> let me do it. Let me do it. Uh all right, well let's uh hit the entertainment uh, news. Uh I guess we'll start off with the sad news and we can get happy after that. Uh James Con. James Con, uh amazing uh actor. Uh, in so many different ways, uh, one of my the most recent faves, of course, is Elf as uh, as his dad and uh, as Buddy's dad, and uh, just a fantastic actor. Passed away yesterday. Uh, so yeah, bad, bad news there. Yeah, eighty two years old. Uh, you know, no real cause of death, but you know, not to be crass about it, eighty two years old. I, you know, that that's that that hey, happens. Hey, uh, stuff wears you know. out, right? I mean, it yeah, just, it just stops going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but to, yeah, no, I mean, you know, Star of the Godfather, uh, you know, like you said, Elf, Misery, uh, you know, all those great movies. I mean, really kind of, in a lot of ways, represented, I think, the 70s actor, kind of right. the anti-hero, rough around the edges, kind of New York-y 70s actor, like Pacino, like De Niro, you know, and, uh, you know, had a really great career and did did a lot of great stuff. And, uh, 
you know, he's uh, he he has moved on. He's moved on to the big Oscars in the sky. That's fine. Yeah. It's all good. All right. Well, some sad news, but we've got some good news, and I actually am excited about this because there are a few things that I do like to watch, and one thing I like to watch is food. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, when we had cable, it was Food Network 24-7, it seemed like. Every time I turn around, I walk into the room, Food Network was on. Not that we were necessarily watching it, but it was always there in the background. Uh, and one of my favorites to watch was Buddy Velastro. The Cake Boss, uh, who moved off of Food Network a while ago, but then was doing something else. And so what what's happening here? So, you know, he has essentially left the Warner Brothers Discovery Umbrella, which is the Food Network, which is TLC, you know, his the Buddy versus Duff series, which I love watching. Right, you know, right. Um, he he has now signed a new deal with A and E television. A and E television, which is still trying to figure out what they're going to be moving forward after getting rid of uh, getting rid of uh, live PD, and uh, they they have made a deal with Buddy, and it's going to be you know some 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 food uh, shows, and uh, you know probably some sort of reality show, and here's the one that's gonna you're you're gonna you're gonna find this one interesting. <laughs> there will be a holiday movie on the Lifetime Network, all about Buddy the Cake Boss and you know his his bakery. And uh, uh, I'm not going to here, – here's the thing, though. This is not the first time they've done this. Okay. okay. Last year, they had a whole Christmas movie about uh, the Frontier Lady. You know, if, if people know who she is, you know, she, she's a big uh, personality on the Food Network. And they made this whole movie where she had a bakery and the people inside had fallen in love. And I think they're going to do the same thing with Carlos. <laughs> oh, is this, you're talking about Pioneer Woman, right? Is that who you're yes, talking about? Yes, Pioneer Woman. Yeah. Pioneer Woman. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, yes. Uh, we, my wife has been a fan of her since before she ever made it big. That gal's got some good stuff. But yeah, buddy, she's but, awesome. But buddy, <laughs> buddy, man, that guy can ham up anything. I would love to see him act in a movie. That'll be hysterical but i mean we got to be talking about you know i didn't know until a few years ago when the whole bobby flay and uh um uh guy fieri thing and all i didn't realize how much money these guys make on these food network i mean these we're talking i mean this is into seven figures easily for some of these guys um yeah. over the course of like a four or five year contract i mean i think it wasn't guy fieri or maybe it was bobby it was we're talking about 40 million i mean it was, it's a big chunk of money yeah, I mean, I think you know Bobby was upset that he wasn't getting forty million, and Guy Fieri was, you know, and, and they had they had to come to a deal, and yeah, and and I think a lot of it is the nature of the programming. Uh, you know, number one, uh, you know, you can run these programs forever, right? I, you know, I mean, I, I'm not kidding. I was watching a a, a bakery rescue episode that that uh, Buddy did from ten years ago this weekend so you know like they 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 can run those things forever and so you know there's just this constant churn of money and you're constantly filling programming plus you have all the commercial tie-ins and and you know the 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 branding that goes along with it and and these things generate a lot of money and and you know as as they say in sports if they're willing to give you 40, they're probably making 400. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. And, yeah, you talk about syndication. I mean, Alton Brown still got Good Eats playing all over the place. And, I mean, he's just ringing that cash register every time the dang thing plays. I mean, that is I mean, that is some good stuff. And, you know, it's good, wholesome programming, and I love it. And yeah. Why not? Yeah, why not? Uh, like I said, real good to have on in the background. So Cake Boss heading to A&E. We'll keep an eye out for that. Uh, got bad news, though, for music lovers everywhere. Bad. <laughs> Bad news. John Hinckley has now canceled his tour. Uh, Sold out shows, but canceled his tour, right? (laughs) 
Yeah, th- this is the this is this is that story that can only happen in modern day. Right. So yeah, yeah. So John Hinckley, the man who tried to assassinate Ronald Reagan, who spent you know what what forty years in in a uh, an institution, uh, St. Elizabeth's Hospital in Washington D.C. Uh, you know he now that he's out. Um, he is a recording artist, right? And he he had scheduled three concerts: one in Brooklyn, one in Connecticut, and one in Chicago. Matter of fact, the Brooklyn one was supposed to be tonight, right? And, and you know they sold out, which is even weirder to me, right? I mean, that's just—is it spectacle the, or what? Yeah, yeah. But but once the word got out, there was so much backlash against all the venues. They ended up having to cancel the the the, uh, the concerts, and. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not proud to admit this, but I've actually heard some of his music, and and he stinks. He's horrible. <laughs> it is some of the worst stuff you will ever listen to in your entire life. Oh man, I mean, I I just wanted to be in the pitch meeting for that when somebody pitched this. So I got this concert idea. We get John Hinckley, we get him out of the Hooskow, and then we put him up in front of everybody, and we said, I mean, I'm just I'm trying to figure out how they how do you even pitch that? I mean. I'm all for serving your time and you know paying your debt to society, but then to come back and go and now he's a star. I mean, that just it's so weird. So it's it's overly weird. Yeah. It's beyond weird. Uh, and 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 I can't believe that the man actually is somehow making some money off of all this. That's crazy stuff. All right, so John Hinckley's yeah. tours are canceled. I got to go cancel my plane tickets. Hold on a minute. <laughs> Uh, and everything else. Um, I want to get. We've got a couple of good movies that I want to talk about. You had a. You had one more surprise story you wanted to hit me with. What was that one? Oh, this is this is actually my favorite story of the week. So politics makes for strange bedfellows and strange people who want the attention that politicians get. And in the city of Awa- uh, of Ojai, California, there is a new mayoral candidate who has emerged. His name. Is Potsy, Potsy? Yes, from yeah, from the from the the Fonz Happy, the, happy days. days. That's right. right. Yeah, Potsy. An- Anson Williams. Anson Williams is running for mayor of Ojai, California, and 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 and, and of course, the first person to endorse him was Henry Winkler. Of course it was. Of course it yes. was. It was all you heard was all you heard was a hey, Potsy. Hey, you're gonna vote for Potsy. Yeah. You're not you're not gonna be a nerd, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. I just want to know does his does his does his sign say vote for Potsy? I, I mean I've just God, you know, you know, I hope so. Oh I hope gosh. so. <laughs> well, you know, I guess Reagan did it and I mean there's been a bunch of uh, of actors that have gone into politics, Schwarzenegger and everything else. Why not Potsy? I mean he hasn't I don't think he's done anything since Happy Days, so hey hey no, go, he's go. actually he, he's actually been a very successful television director. Oh, ha- oh, he's been a director uh, yes. behind the camera, yes. right? He's okay. been a, a director behind the scenes and actually di- uh, directed episodes of Friends. Uh, I think he might have done some ER. I'm not sure. I'd have to check, but right. I mean, he he has a nice list of credits. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess vote for Potsy if that's what you want to do in Ojai, California. All right. So we're going to trip into the movies, but we're going to do kind of a combo news and movie thing. First of all, I saw your post on Facebook. Uh, believe it or not, Willie and I are actually friends. And uh, so we are. we're friends on Facebook. And you said something along the lines of, I really thought that maybe Stranger Things jumped the shark for season five. Oh, I was so wrong yes i was wrong i watched it this i mean you want to talk i mean i gotta say that was the best 
season of Stranger Things. I mean, they've all been great. This one, by far, was the most emotional, tense. It was fantastic. It was absolutely it, fantastic. It really was. They they took it to another level. I mean, I thought here we are, season four. The kids are starting to get grow up. They're starting to get a little ugly. And and then there's no way that that they could ever recapture all the amazingness of seasons one, two, and three. Oh dear God! So they they captured all that plus some. Yeah. And 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 I can't wait for the final season, season five. Now, uh, you know, like you said, season four is the most dramatic, most heart wrenching, most shocking uh, ver- uh, season of the entire series. Yeah. And 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 you know, I thought that having every episode being an hour and a half long, and then having the finale being two and a half hours long was going to be too much. I was wrong. Oh. It, they just they fly by yeah, because like, they're so well done. They're so so just greatly yeah. written and great tension. Uh, and they oh, at the end of every episode, you're left like with this hanging where you just have to watch the next one. I know. Terry, was, we got to the second to last episode, and Terry's like, it, "It's over." I said that was an hour and a half. She goes, "What?" Which is just like you know, <laughs> so good. I mean, they just took the knob and they they cranked it to eleven and then ripped the knob off. It was it was amazing the whole thing. But one of the most amazing things is this '80s retro vibe has really resonated with people, including the music from the show, the Kate Bush song, which is in featured heavily in the first half of the season and still yep. in the last half, but really heavily. Kate Bush song, "Running Up That Hill," which has not been around since 1987. Eighty six. Yeah, 86, 87, uh, was trending number one on Spotify. Somebody did, I saw a thing the other day, Kate Bush has made more money since Stranger Things has come out than she made over like the first 10 years that she was a professional superstar singer. I mean, she has made a, a gazillion dollars off that. And now with the second half, Metallica, which, I mean, I'm not normally a Metallica fan, but this was epic with a big yeah. Jew and E-P-O-C-H epoch it was yeah, amazing yeah. it was amazing yeah, and you know, in Metallica, you know, they use the song uh, "Master of Puppets." Uh, for those of you who haven't seen it yet, I won't tell you, but it turns out to be one of the biggest scenes of the entire series. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, and so it found itself number one on the iTunes Rock Charts, uh, number twenty nine overall, and number twelve on Spotify. And uh, you know, all all I'm left wondering is, you know. What about Susie and the Banshees, my friends? Oh, man. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because Depeche, over mode, the end, Depeche well, mode, Susie and the Banshees. I can name a dozen bands yeah. that would be perfect for this show. Well, that's the thing. Susie and the Banshees, that was their song, Spellbound, that played over the final credits of oh, the last right. episode. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm waiting. When's Susie going to get her moment well, now? And I saw Journey. They had a they had a remix of a Journey song. Oh, my Worlds God. Apart. That was such an amazing... Anyway, the, the no, whole show... I will tell you this. I didn't know this. They asked Steve Perry to record some of that. He actually recorded some of that recently just so they could use it the way that they did. Oh, it's so amazing. Yeah, I know. I I know we're fanboying here, but this literally, it is some of the best television I've seen in a, a decade, easily a decade. I mean, it's just that good. Uh, so Stranger Things season four, it's all out on Netflix now. Go watch it. Oh my God, we ran it down to like ninety seconds here. Love, okay. and, <laughs> love and thunder, love and thunder. Thor, give it to me. That's right. So Thor, 
is called back by Sif because there is danger afoot. There is Gore the God Butcher, played by Christian Bale. He has found the Necrosword, which allows him to kill all the gods, and he wants revenge because he blames the gods for the fact that his young daughter died. And Thor has to return to try to save the day. And who shows up to help? Jane Foster, played by Natalie Portman. Exactly. And uh, how, how do I put this nicely? She's now Thor. Yeah, I she, was... ha- she has Molinar. I I'm scr- <laughs> I watched the trailer and I'm scratching my head, going, "What? I mean, just what?" Uh... Well, they they explain it in the movie. They explain it in the movie, and I will say that you know the biggest criticism has been that it's too funny. What's wrong with these people? It's the right kind of funny, and and what really set, what really makes it work is that it's it's very very funny, very very witty, but it has an extremely powerful emotional ending that's going to knock your socks off. Well, you know, they discovered the success with Ragnarok. Of course, that humor and every and, and doofiness and things, it really plays well with that character. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. I want to go see it at the theater. Negative one to four waffles. Where are you at on Thor, Love, and Thunder? I'm going three waffles. All right. Solid. Netflix, uh, Stranger Things, four waffles. I'm sorry. That oh, is God. Like five. Five. Like five. Yeah, it's five. It's, it's, <laughs> that, it's that good. Go watch it now if you haven't. Willie Waffle, wafflemoves.com. Thank you, my friend. We'll talk to you later. All right. Talk to you next week. Folks, we're out of time. Monday. I have no idea who I'm going to have on, but there'll be somebody. And me. I'll be here. Show up. We'll see you then. Be kind to one another. Love one another. Have a great weekend.
we've shed our terrestrial radio skin, and now we are slimy lizard internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show.